At Meridian Audio, we deliver extraordinary experiences. We create moments that bring people together, forge shared connections and make unforgettable memories. Don't just take our word for it. Experience audio as it's meant to sound. With a visit to our Cambridgeshire HQ, it's the home of high-res audio. Hello and welcome to The Integrated Home. We are the podcast produced by the Home Integration Community for the Home Integration Community. My name is Jeff Hayward and with my industry guests today, we'll be looking at digital marketing, social media and branding. How should integration businesses present themselves to customers? What social media channels work best? And is it all digital these days or is there a place for old school marketing tactics? We also take a look at the related topic of how integrators present themselves when they're called in to work on another integrator's project. Welcome to The Integrated Home. Now, if you spotted those two Joy Division song titles in that opening intro, number one, I'm impressed, and number two, you'll know that we're in the Northwest, home to the greatest band of the factory era. In fact, we're just outside Manchester at the Colony Club in Wilmslow. Joining me here are Nicola Fulstow of Cedia award-winning integrator Sona and from Inspire AV, a man who lives, eats and breathes social media, Ben Davis. Welcome to you both. Hi, Jeff. Hi. Hi. Thanks for the intro. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) So firstly, Nicola, how did you get into this industry? Um, I was sort of dragged into it, really, Jeff, to be honest with you. Um, Kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming, no, not really. Um, To be honest, technology is not my background at all. I'm from a marketing background, been in marketing since I left uni at the age of 21. My husband, Simon, has been in the industry for 20 odd years. Um, So he lives and breathes it. So because he lives and breathes it, I live and breathe it as well. And over the years, sort of the way things have developed, I've become more and more involved in the business. And and yeah, sort of uncovered this new world to me. Um, so that's how I got involved with Sona. Excellent. What about you, Ben? My background is a um, electrical engineer by trade, and I fell into this industry literally 12 years ago. Um, someone asked me to uh, help with their business, and um, yeah, uh, I kind of fell down the uh, rabbit hole, as it were. <laughs> Two years later, um, we set up Inspire. And here we are, 2019, 10 years in, and um, yeah, a lot of hair lost. Um, you know, still loving it, I suppose. In, 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 in different ways, we have two offices. We have one in uh, York and we have one in Surrey. And yeah, it's, it's all good at the moment. It's all positive. All positive. Excellent. So um, as the industry matures, we know it's increasingly common for one integrator to be called onto a project and carry out a system upgrade. The original may have worked fine, but maybe not working that great anymore. Or you may have to go in and to deal with a client who perhaps has had an unhappy experience. So when this happens, I know, Ben, you've got an issue with how integrators typically describe this situation on social media. Well, you said it perfectly just then, an upgrade. So my bugbear at the moment, and if I have one goal for 2019, is to remove the word takeover. I think as, a, as, a, as an industry as a whole, we need to be more positive about the ways that we sell these upgrades to clients and the way that we handle our social media and our marketing uh, around this kind of, it's a very delicate topic, I think. Yeah, the word takeover has negative connotations in terms of going in there and saying that it was done wrong. 
Now, not necessarily it was done wrong. Maybe it was done 10 years ago. There's different technology. Maybe the client's changed. I just think there's a nicer way of putting terminology to it mm-hmm. and making it into something that's an, a, almost a, an ambassador of, of showing your skill sets mm-hmm. and your way of, of telling the story of saying that this needs to be made into a better system to suit that client and their experience with it. Would it be fair to say that integrators do do similar things, but in a very different way? Yes. Yeah. So if you're going into a job and somebody's done something in a way that you wouldn't necessarily have done it, you might think, well, that's the wrong way because I don't do it that way. There's there's every single project that I could walk onto any project in the whole world. Agreed. And it could have been six months old or 60 years old, and they'd all have something that we would change. So is that a takeover? Mm. That's the interesting thing, I think, when it comes to the... We're, we're in a position at the moment where social media is so prolific. It's, it's there and it's in front of everyone on their mobile phones, it's on their TVs. And if we can direct all of this information that's put on there within the industry and make it more positive, it's only going to help all of us. Mm. There is bad installations out there. Mm. We can't stop it. That's, there's no way of stopping it. But what we can do is we can sell it in a different way in the social media spotlight. What do you think, Nicola? Yeah, I mean, I agree with all ben, what Ben says, definitely. There are bad installations out there. We, you know, we all come across them. It's, it's part and parcel, I think, any business, any industry, you know, it, there's, there's good and bad. And I agree with what Ben's saying in terms of the word takeover might indicate, you know, that there's something going on in the industry that is untoward and Mm. that, you know, people have to come in and sort of save the day. However, like Ben says, social media, it's right there in front of you. And I think in this industry, people are so passionate about what they do. And when they go in and they see an install that they think, you know, or if they've been called in, say, for a client who isn't happy and they go in and see an installation that is clearly not working, clearly not up to standards and it doesn't provide what the client wanted, I think people get passionate about it and I think they post it um, because that is the, that is unfortunately the downside of social media. It, it's sort of, you can be a bit ruled by your emotions. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, the, the way to sort of, as an industry, to come together and deal with that is, is all about training, is all about trying to raise the game, trying to raise the bar do better work and inspire other people to do better installs, you know, yeah. and even if they're saying, well, do you know what? My racks aren't the best. They might not be the neatest, but do you know what? I'm trying and I'm proud of what I've presented. Massively agree. Then I think yeah. that's what we should all be aiming towards. And I think this new senior member of excellence um, program um, that was launched at ISE this year, um, you know, we've been massively passionate about that. And Simon's been heavily involved in that. Because we believe that that's what it all needs to come down to, training, getting client testimonials and saying I'm proud of what I'm putting out there. And I think if we're all doing that, then there's not a problem. Then the whole industry bar is raised. Yes. You know, interestingly with social media, it's a, it's a snapshot. It's, it's a moment in time which doesn't tell a story. It tells a story of that very moment. So when I walk into a job and... I'm confronted with something that I don't think personally is up to standard. I can only tell that story at that very moment in time. I cannot tell the, I can't be on Instagram the background saying, story. Yeah, that this client didn't want to spend the money. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, and look for the lowest quote. Yeah. And look for all the negative things. Yeah. 
And again, everything's driven towards that negative side. If the social media was more of a positive spin, yeah. it would be imprinted in customers' brains over, it's going to take a long time, but people would feel more comfortable when things like they buy a house, yeah. they would they would know what to look for yes. and they will be able to then find the right integrator yeah. that suits yeah. them. I think it's part of our industry actually maturing as a profession, isn't it, really? Of course it is. Yeah, yeah we're so new and we're not the only ones. The electrical con- contractors have the same, the plumbers have the same. There's always going to be bad installers. It, unfortunately, it's the way the world turns. Mm-hmm. It's how we make that look. We can go to the the lows of other um, trades and we can post around and say this is horrendous or terrible and all the rest of it. Or we could sit in the luxury higher end market which we want to be in and actually be more positive and turn it into a spin and make it uh, and make it more interesting, I think anyway. I think it's client education as well, you know, helping clients to understand you know, how to get what they want, you know, and that's that's what we try to do with our clients. We try to help them to understand what they want so that they have a realistic expectation at the end of the day because yeah. sometimes, you know, you don't know what you want until someone can guide you yeah. on that system. So like Ben just said, you know, you might be thinking, well, I'll just go for the lowest quote because they're all the same. Yeah. I think it's helping clients to understand, you know, this is why we're different. Yeah. <laughs> and this yeah. is why our prices are different. This is how we work is different. Yeah. Um, our resources are different. Um, so I, I think it's, you know, it's industry education training and sort of us all trying to go in one direction and client education as well. I think that's a really interesting point. I know, I know we work in other industries where um, in interior design, for instance, the trade <clears throat> bodies produced a, a guide, a yes. client guide of how to actually buy interior yeah. design, which mm-hmm. actually I think could be a really useful tool for integrators to educate clients because they have no idea sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. They don't. Yeah. They don't. And they're led by whoever's got the biggest budget in marketing to push out whichever product's there yeah it do, it's not a body it's not an, as an industry whole it's just you know if someone spent is someone spent x amount to make this brand um apparent then people start kind of going towards it they don't go towards the service they go yeah. towards the product yeah i think as well sometimes it's um obviously uh, clients have been um advised as well by like architects interior designers and people like that when it comes to the technology and sometimes like that's what we're working heavily on. We're sort of trying to work more with architects, interior designers, yeah. developers. So we're all working collaboratively as a team yeah. um, rather than the client feeling like they they just need want advice off the architect or developer or something yeah. like that. We're sort of trying to open those conversations up so yeah. that we can be in there to provide advice right at the day one of the yeah. project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's important. Excellent. OK, well, we'll come on to social media in the next bit. But thanks very much. Keep listening for your chance to win a Sony native 4K home cinema projector. Distributed in the UK by AWE. Those who follow Ben Davis on Facebook might think we already know far too much about the man. We disagree. We're going to find out some of Ben Davis's hidden truths in a 30 second quick fire round of questions. Ben, are you ready? Always. 
Nicola, far away. Okay, right, Ben, what's your favourite part of the job? I want to say the beer at the end. Okay, but good if answer. I, yeah, if, if I'm going to be super professional about it, the customer experience. You're hosting an industry come dine with me. Who are your fellow guests? Uh, well, number one is Jeff, because I know that he likes to drink. That's not true. And he said he was, drink he was bringing the drinks, so... <laughs> That, I like a free drink. <laughs> so not true. I think maybe Barry Sheldrake from uh, Meridian because mm -hmm. uh, he makes me laugh. Yep. And Matt Nimmons because I can never get a meeting with him. Oh, so. that sounds like a plan. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. What's the biggest challenge facing the industry? Uh, takeovers. Working in the shed or listening to Shed 7? Oh, working in the shed. Shed 7, who are they? Which famous actor would play you in a movie? Now I know it. It's Aaron Paul. What's been the critical factor in your success? Hard work. I never stop. Ever, 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 never stop. <laughs> you're performing, just because you've not got enough to do, you're performing at the O2 in front of a sellout crowd. What song are you going to sing? Probably Backstreet Boys and I Want It That Way. Oh, Classy. Because let's be honest, everyone's going to come together for that, aren't they? It's true. It's it's a it's a crowd pleaser. It is. Hi, I'm James, home cinema trainer and product manager at AWE. We distribute Sony home cinema projectors to UK retailers and installers. The new Sony VPL VW870 Premium UHD 4K laser projector has an all-glass 18-piece lens called the ARCF. AWE have combined with the Integrated Home Podcast to give UK residential technology integrators the chance to win a Sony VPL VW270 native 4K home cinema projector, retailing at £5,000. To enter, simply direct messages on Twitter at AWE underscore Europe and answer the following question. What is the name of the 18-piece all-glass lens used in the VPL VW870? For more chances to enter, listen to episodes one and two for additional questions. The winner will be announced in episode four. Competition closes at 9am on the 8th of April 2019. For full terms and conditions, visit integratedhome.podient.co. How integrators present themselves to prospective clients is a critical part in marketing success. You need to connect with customers, you need to increase brand visibility and generate leads from new business. But what to say, how to say it and where to put it? Nicola, how would you describe Sona's approach to marketing? Um, we, our approach to marketing is sort of um, very holistic. We sort of do offline and online um, and we approach it from a load of different angles. We try to look at it um, sort of very much from our client's perspective. Um, and that's where the fact that I don't have a background in technology kind of um, sort of helps us out a little bit because I don't look at it through the eyes of somebody who knows a lot about technology. I look at it through someone who is going to be using it in a house. So we try to, through our marketing, take our customers along the journey from the time that they're aware of us, where we're kind of um, making them feel, see, hear, do anything they need to to be able to be bought into kind of what we're trying to sell. Okay. Is that similar for you, Ben? Yeah, I suppose I agree in some aspects. We have struggled massively with marketing, if I'm completely honest. I mean, 10 years of business, we should have really nailed it by now. But um, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think it's that easy in this industry. No, I think um, we spent a long time copying people, if I'm honest, just in terms of trying to figure out how maybe they got to market, how they got to clients, how they got to architects. And 
it's only maybe in the last four or five years we've found our own groove and we've realized it's about us. All the jobs that we've sold previously have all been down to us as personalities and our technical expertise. It's both, it's not one or the other. We're driving our marketing currently towards much more social media. We don't, we've, when we say, I say we've removed our paper marketing, we've removed doing things like magazines because we like to put a face to our business and we like people to engage in who we are because we know that that's our USP. So that's kind of where we're moving towards. We have a YouTube, we have a Facebook, mm. we have an Instagram and our Instagram's working. You know, that's what I, that's blowing my mind completely. Yeah. You know, we, I think we, everyone's tried it maybe for three months or six months or a year. And then suddenly when you start doing it all the time, you start getting feedback and you start getting people interested in how you're doing things and why you're doing things differently. And then from there, you get people asking, yeah. can you come and look at my house? Yeah. Can you come, you know, I think this is amazing. Same for you. I think consistency is key with with anything that you do in marketing, consistency across branding, but also consistency in what you're actually doing. And I think that's what a lot of small businesses struggle with, because at the end of the day, you're doing every job. You know, you're sort of running your business, you're doing the accounts, you're going out to get the work, you're doing the install. So marketing sometimes can be quite difficult to keep on top of. Mm. Um, But we have found consistency is absolutely key. You know, if you're going to be on Instagram, be on Instagram, be present every day, contribute to other people's timelines and accounts. Um, you know, it's it's all about that consistency. If you're just going to post every once in a while, honestly, you're never going to see anything from it. Mm. Um, the same with advertising. I would always say it's never worth just doing an advert. Mm. You know, you do a series and of, of adverts along with other things sort yeah. of in your marketing bag, like your PR, your articles, things to yeah. build credibility, brand association with other, you know, brands that you're sort of looking to collaborate with. Then, yes, uh, it's it's kind of... That's why we approach it sort of a bit more holistically. What I thought was interesting was how you talked in your early days about copying other companies, but sounds like you've come to understand what it is about you that's really good and important and got your own identity right. Yeah, so I think the difficulty in the industry is there's no benchmark for um, social media. Um, there is maybe people putting themselves out there, but you know, it's, you're almost were looking at other markets to find how you sell this market. So we were looking at, um, I don't know, maybe kitchen Instagrams and, you know, those type of things. And, and it's not us. So it wasn't real. And I think until you put a face to things and still, until you put your brand to things, until you really get behind an ethos of who you are, you'll always be fighting a losing battle. In fact, I don't even think it's worth you doing anything. Agreed, yeah. It's almost, it's, almost, it's almost negative towards your Instagram account. You're almost better to wait until you're comfortable with who you are, mm-hmm. start slowly, build it yeah. up, yeah. and don't worry about the things that you're posting. Yeah, just be more authentic. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of authentic, one thing I notice is that a lot of integrators seem to push themselves around the brands that they offer rather than necessarily about the service that they provide. Would you agree? Um, I don't know. I think it's a mixture of both. I think some do focus on the service. Some maybe focus on the products because perhaps, I don't know, perhaps they're dealing with clients that that want specific brands or products. We're definitely more service-led. It's all about customer experience for us from day one. We don't even talk to our clients about technology until we're pretty much signing the job. That's Mm -hmm. the only conversation then where we start getting into the ins and outs of tech. 
it's about lifestyle. We're, we're selling a lifestyle, really, um, not the products themselves. Mm. I think you have to be really careful because if you're going to go onto your Instagram account and post an amplifier, a speaker, a, you know, an X, Y, Z, you are effectively putting yourselves against the likes of Richard Sounds and Seven Oaks, who've got a lot more brand marketing power and a lot more output from shops and retail than you have from your Instagram account. That's why you need to bring it back to what you provide as a service and as an experience. Yeah. We try and show a little bit of the experience that we provide. So that kind of happy customer, that fun part of things, because this is what this industry is. Yeah. It's Sometimes it's taken too seriously and a lot of the people want to have the fun element of it. Yeah. You know, we don't put speakers in our house because we want to play serious music over it all the time. <laughs> Generally, 90% of the time we have it because they are people, you know, they're people persons. Yeah. They want to be with their family, their friends, they want to have parties. If you evoke that within your social media, then they're hooked, they'll come, they'll because they, they know that you can provide it. Mm. Interesting, interesting. And how, I think, do you, how do you get inside the head of your customers? I mean, you've got to empathise with them. I think that's really important. So it's not just about knowing your business, it's about knowing what they want to buy. Yeah, I I think a lot of that comes from experience, um, you know, and and understanding how the process goes and how customers start making the decisions that they make regarding their home technology. But I also think it's just getting back to basics with yourself. Like how do you, how do you get bought into a brand or a service or a product? How do you take yourself through a decision process? You know, for most people, it's you become aware of something and then you think, oh, that's a bit interesting. I might want that in my life. And from there, then it's about who can convince you more that their brand is right for you. So I always just try to take it back to literally what would I want? What would I need to see? What would I need to hear? What would I need to know and feel in order to buy into someone else's product or service? And I literally take it right back to that. Mm. And we start from there and we run that right the way through from our social accounts to our website, to our any paper marketing, anything, any PR it, to our guys on site, to our uniforms, the vans, everything, the branding and values behind that run through everything. It's about an ethos. Yeah. It's not, I think it's almost business 101 that was taught to me was it's not, you can have a thousand customers coming through your door, but if you haven't got an ethos to run to, then they will not come back mm-hmm. and you will not get repeat business. Do you think it's difficult because effectively lots of integration firms are offering the same thing? Of course. Yeah, it's the really, really difficult part. And I think you have to set yourself apart and you do that by being the face of your business. We, I see the same stuff going on on Instagram. So dull. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> you know, the same, same photo in, from 30 integrators and they're not, they're not thinking about their end client they're not trying to read into their emotions and that's what social media is about it's about emotions that's mm. what let's be honest selling is about yes. it's about emotions and everything harks back to that so your social media has to be a part of you if it's just a corporate entity of photo 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 you'll put them to sleep by the four photo and they'll be onto something else you know i love engagement it doesn't matter if it's one-on-one engagement, doesn't matter if it's in a networking environment, it doesn't matter if it's on social media. But if you think about how you 
um, gain business. When you go to a networking event, if you get a work from it, if you get work from it, sorry, you you've spoken to someone. They yeah. like you. Yeah. They want to work with you. You've built a rapport. Take that, put it in social media, and you'll win. Great. So it, now that's the really fascinating thing about yeah. it. I think what's interesting about this industry coming into it as as an outsider, if you like, what was so interesting to me straight away was that we seem to do a lot of marketing to each other as yeah. installers. Um, and it's really great on one hand, because I think that there's a really great community spirit about this industry that's really quite unusual, I think. But at the same time, I think, you know, sometimes people can spend a lot of time trying to impress their peers. Mm. That's not going to get your business or... You, you put it in such a nicer way than I would put it. That's 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 not going to pay your bills at the end of the day. So it's about really thinking: Why are you posting what you're posting? Why is your why are you doing what you're doing? You've got to have a reason. So start with your why. What are, what do you want the people who are seeing it to do? Yeah. yeah. If integrators spent less time focusing their social media on saying I've won a bigger job than you have, or I'm doing this amazing cinema and focused it towards the actual customer, A, they would save a lot of time with their marketing, Mm -hmm. and B, they'll actually engage more with their audience. You know, that's where it comes back to. And Instagram works for you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we get um, probably half a dozen to a dozen inquiries every month um, through Instagram. So from our point of view, um, you know, I was saying before, I've had a first YouTube um, uh, inquiry, which is amazing. that's bonkers because yeah. that's not even something that we've it was a completely separate entity for kind of more a support and a positive vibe on mm. our YouTube uh, within the industry and doing some good things on that side of things but what you've got to remember is that some of these guys on YouTube are multi-millionaires yeah through YouTube yeah it's another market in social itself. Media, it's, it's completely different the yeah. market's changing yeah. we need to adapt to the market yeah. rather than trying to still focus on how to get to that end client through um, another medium. Okay, so here's another common problem. I know nothing about social media, so mm. I can't do it. What do I do? Because, you know, I'm a techie, I'm an engineer, you know. Yeah. What should I do? I think there are so many resources available now, so many books, so many courses that you can go on that's so affordable. Um, you know, I've read like a million books on so you know, yeah. they're just really clear and give you kind of like a how-to guide. And I think it's more just like just get stuck in. Just get stuck in and have a go. I think the problem mainly is sometimes not knowing how you're going to find the time to mm. commit to it. And it is making the commitment really that makes the difference. That is. And it, it, commitment is the 100% element of social media is that you cannot be a corporate nine to five and post nine to five because your audience is actually five to eight. Yeah. Because they stop working and their downtime to go onto Instagram. Mm-hmm. So if you are hiring someone to do your Instagram between nine and five, if they're scheduling posts, yes. fine. But who's doing the engagement? Who's speaking to those mm-hmm. people when they post and, uh, and add comments? Yeah. It needs to be reactive. Yeah. And that's what it's about, building that audience where they feel like they are talking to you and they're getting information back. You know, what we, I deal with quite a lot of social media influencers and they, their, their feedback to me is speak to them. Give them 20% because they'll always come back for 80% more, you know. So if you can give them some tips on, you know, why did you do this with your home? Why did you do this with your cabling? In a year's time, in five years' time, they might come back and say, you know that information, you were amazing, you helped me mm. out. I'm looking to do a cinema. Yeah. I'm looking to do this. Yeah, always. 
that was an interesting point. What is an influencer? <laughs> Who is an influencer? I think uh, people seem to associate an influencer with being someone who has a million followers. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing to do with that. It's actually someone who's created an audience who follows them. That could be a thousand people or it could be a million people. It's the engagement that's the important part of an influencer. You'll find a lot of um, fashion vloggers who maybe only have five, 10,000 followers, but their they're followers, they'll, mm. they'll buy their brands mm. because they believe in their style mm -hmm. and their way that they, um, I suppose, their makeup tips and all the things that come with it. That's what you need. Mm. Your, your, our market is a niche market. It's a small market. It's getting bigger. But trying to think to yourself, I need a million followers to become an influencer in, in, in smart home industry, yeah. you're never going to get there. You know, It's about holding on to what you've got and speaking to them, talking to them, creating yeah. it. And then you'll find that you'll become an influencer mm. for no reason other than you're giving and you're helping and you're actually you know, producing a market for them. Yeah. Do you think there's a role for working with influencers at all in our space? I do think, again, it's really interesting industry. I don't think, like in most industries these days, there are influencers that you could kind of pick off off the top of your head. Yeah. I would really struggle to say someone in our industry who I would see as an influencer kind of thing in that traditional sense that, that you mentioned. Um, and I think we are missing like a, a face. You know, mm. we, are, we are missing like a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please, no more Ben Davis. Yeah, we are missing, we are missing someone who's a public... <laughs> face who are yeah. who is speaking to the people who are looking to get these systems in their homes i don't think we have anyone like that it's a shame because there's there's people within the realm of technology you know the people that are doing the gadget show and those kind of people that if they could be pulled in in a ambassador role mm -hmm. that they could actually become the face of it and become an influencer within the industry and yeah. help with that uh, brand development of the, the whole body the yeah. whole thing which would be fantastic, yeah. you know. It doesn't, I don't think it will take someone from an integrator's level. No. I think it'll take someone from a technology level coming into it to yeah. actually create that space and then working with them to build that, that market. What other marketing tactics work for you? Um, we've sort of gone a little bit uh, old school again, to be honest. We've talked about to basics um, because I do think sometimes, especially if you're starting out, um, to sort of make yourself visible when everyone's being bombarded by emails, social media feeds, you know, like literally it's information overload every day. To make yourself stand out can be quite difficult. So we're kind of going back to basics with like a tangible route. So uh, it's very planned, it's very focused. We don't just like literally do a standard letter and whack it in the post with like a flyer or something, you know, that's just pointless. It's very targeted. So we might spend like literally you know, a few days putting together really, you know, really researching who we're sending a brochure to. And we've we've spent six months of last year putting together a brochure. Um, that is literally transforming the way we do business. Um, mm -hmm. So it has been worth every penny, every blood, sweat and tears yeah. that we spent over this one brochure. But we've, we've massively targeted it and we're seeing massive results from it. I was that. going to say... Tracking results that you're getting? Absolutely. So we're getting more inquiries than we've ever had, like tenfold. Um, more website uh, traffic through it. So, um, and obviously through social media as well. But like we're sort of trying to use everything together. Mm. So we're not trying to just do social media or just do print marketing or just do PR. We're sort of bringing it all together to, yeah. so that 
basically everybody is seeing our brand everywhere. Um, and okay. you know. And you've got a demonstration facility that you're opening as well. We have, you? yeah. So we're still sort of in the in the sort of closing process of that, but we should be moving in the next couple of months. Um, and yeah, we are sort of we we do believe that it's very hard to sell systems when you can't demonstrate them. Um, you know, I'm a very touchy feely person. I like to do something in order to understand how it works. I, 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 I'm not good when I'm listening to something or just watching something. I like to to do it. Um, so for us, that's where we are taking it back to basics and we are doing a showroom. And again, you can link things from the print to the experience of coming to the showroom. Everything, yeah. Our, our whole marketing strategy and plan is all linked in together yeah. and everything links in with, with, with each other. We have team meetings every week so everybody's on the same page with marketing, with the, with the projects. Everybody knows what everybody's doing all the time. So we find internal communication is really important to yeah. the marketing message. Good. What about you, Ben? What, what else are you trying that's working for you? We still do shows um, and they work because, again, it's about face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to be really work for us. When we do the shows, we take a VR headset and we do uh, virtual reality um, cinemas, cool. showrooms and things like that. And cool. customers love that because... It's technology based, yeah. which is great. It's always uh, nice to get them to kind of get involved on that side of, side of things. But it also gives them perspective. So it gives them an idea of what the space is going to look like. And we actually utilize that when we're designing and developing. So we can send the client um, a set of images and a VR headset. They can put the phone in and they can look at their cinema before they decide to move forward with it. The other thing that we do is, uh, like I said before, we've got an office in Surrey. Um, we've got an office in, in York. Uh, we've created a network of showrooms for our customers. And it's the best thing in the world because the customer knows us, they know our ethos, they mm-hmm. like working with us, and we don't have to do anything. They kind of, um, they're all specific times, but it, it we get a client in, the client meets our old client. Yeah. The old client talks about how great we were at doing this, that, and the other. And he'll probably tell them that we might have dropped the ball sometimes, but it's that honesty. Mm-hmm. And um, that works really well for us. And what has created a real unique selling point in London for us is the fact that we don't have any overheads of a showroom. We don't have the overheads of a huge workforce in Surrey or London, and we can do a lot of the implementation of a system in the north. And so it's allowing us to, to do systems at not cheaper mm-hmm. don't like to use that word no but better value mm-hmm. um and we're and that marketing's work has worked for us the last two or three years so that's marketing as a really integral part of the business process from start to finish isn't yeah it? that's it and interestingly it's something that we actually speak with the clients before we move forward with their with their project so we'll say to them you know we don't have a particular showroom in this area or we don't have any facility would it be something that you're interested in now, it sometimes gives them a bit of a, an arm to pull behind your back to, to try and work, you know, some discounts or whatever it is. But do you know what? It's in a, in a marketing and a business plan, uh, having that showroom and having to get people to it always uh, worries me. And I've seen a lot of companies put a lot of money into something and it has to be the perfect location. It has to, you have to be able to drive the content there. And for us, it's just... It's more we can be more relaxed and sleep better at night knowing yeah. that we've we've got that we've got that network out there. So can you give me one thing that's definitely worked for you that other integrators ought to look at? 
Uh, social media. I mean, that, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be super boring and just keep going back to it. Blah, blah, blah. But Instagram is working great for us. Um, Facebook is doing amazing for us. But do you know what? In fact, maybe not even take it to a social media side of things, but being more positive in the space. Definitely. I've, I've, since having, having a little boy, I've, my aspect in life has changed massively, as I'm sure you all know. Um, <laughs> And I think since we've been more positive and actually got involved in the industry more, we've definitely got more out of it. And that's to our own um, demise in the sense, years ago, when we were so blinkered-eyed and focused on us, and now we're actually much more open to collaborating with other installers Mm. and working with other people and helping people to get into the industry. Mm. So that's working. What about you, Nicola? Um, in terms of things that have worked. Yeah, things that have definitely worked for you. Um, I think for us, we did a massive rebrand last year. Um, that's definitely, definitely seen results. I think it was because, I think you've got to be on top of your business in terms of every year you change. You change as a person, you grow as a person, you grow as a business. And sometimes your business changes direction. Sometimes your values change. Or sometimes you think, do you know what, actually, the business seems to be going in a different direction or towards a certain market that maybe I hadn't planned for a few years ago. So I think sort of making sure that your branding and your messaging is always current. And I think that can be something that can slip really easily. And all of a sudden you look and you think, you know, what? actually our brand doesn't even represent who we are anymore. And that was where we were. Uh, The the company had grown so much that the level of jobs we were doing were just, you know, sort of above, I think, where we, we ever thought we could get to. And we thought we need a brand to reflect that. So for us, like keeping on top of things, really, um, constantly reviewing what is working analysis that's that's key to marketing for us excellent any one final piece of advice i think create again through your branding realistic expectations for your clients and make sure you deliver on them at the end of the day if you're promising stuff that you can't deliver then you're wasting your time and your money and there's no point being in business so make sure you know what you want to sell uh, what you're trying to deliver and what you're passionate about and go out and get the job done before you even start going out there running around trying to sell projects left, right and centre, just sit down and say, who am I and what do I really want to do mm-hmm. in this industry? You know, do I want to take it over, be the best in the, in mm-hmm. the whole world? Or do I want to focus on a particular area and do it super, super, super well? And that is the kind of key, the key kind of um, ingredient to building your business upon. If you don't have that, you'll be always chasing what you need to be. Or what you think you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Nicola and Ben, for those insights and to the Colony Club for hosting us here in Wilmslow today. Please make sure that you enter our fantastic AWE competition to win a Sony projector worth £5,000. There are questions and answers hidden in this episode and one also in January and one in February too. Check those out, give yourselves the maximum three entries you can and get on to AWE on Twitter with your responses. Next month, we'll be recording from AWE in Epsom in the company of two more Nicks, Nick Moore of Custom Electronic Design and Nikolai Landschultz from Indigo Zest. We're available on audio on-demand platforms everywhere and you can also find us on Twitter at The Int HomePod and on Facebook and Instagram at Integrated HomePod. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of Meridian Audio and AWE. We are a Wildwood and Alfie Media production.
The Integrated Home supports Together for Cinema. Together for Cinema is an AV industry movement that designs and installs cinema rooms in children's hospices across the UK. So far, thanks to the huge generosity of manufacturers, distributors and integrators freely giving of their time, products and expertise, we've created 21 dedicated cinemas. In these special places, children, their families, staff and volunteers are now enjoying fantastic movie experiences together. We want to build more rooms in more hospices for more children. To do that, we need your help. Visit togetherforcinema.co.uk and find out how you can be involved to help make short lives that little bit better.